This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hi, and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. My name is Jonathan Messenger, and I am so excited for today's very special episode, because today is the day that the Finn Caspian books are out in the world. That's right, there are now two Finn Caspian books out from Harper Children's. The first one is called The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, The Fuzzy Apocalypse, and the second is The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, The Accidental Volcano. These books are available in your local bookshop on Amazon.com. Wherever you buy your books, you can get these books now. And if they're not in your local library, then call your local library and tell them to get the books. So the cool thing about these books, they are completely new stories. They feature all of the characters from the show, but the adventures are all new. So I'm just super proud of these books and really excited. And to mark the occasion, I thought I would read the first chapter of the book. And then from then on, we can resume our regular season. Now that I have my system up and running again, school is in session and we can roll out some more episodes. But for today, I thought, hey, why not the first chapter of The Fuzzy Apocalypse? Like I said, I'm really proud of this book. It passed the Griffin test, which means as I was writing it, I read it to him and he laughed a lot, which is very important. So here it is. The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, The Fuzzy Apocalypse, Chapter 1, On the Clock. so much for agreeing to stop our planet from exploding. You have 17 minutes. Step right this way, please. Finn Caspian looked at his best friend, Abigail Obaro. Besides being his best friend, she was captain of Explorer's Troop 301. He wanted to make sure she was hearing the same thing he was. As far as he could tell, the aliens who were talking to them had no mouths. Their words seemed to just show up in his head so he needed to make sure he wasn't imagining the whole planet-exploding thing. He could see Abigail had heard it, too. She didn't say anything, but she reached up and twirled her finger around the outside of her space helmet as if she were twirling her dark, frizzy hair. It was the same thing she did any time she got lost in thought. She looked confused and also up for a challenge, which was the mix of emotions that usually got them into the worst trouble. Let's go, shrugged Abigail. Finn followed Abigail, and Abigail followed the little gray creatures. As the chief detective of Explorers Troop 301, Finn had seen plenty of aliens in his time. He'd seen extraterrestrials as big as planets, two-headed creatures, and aliens made of rock, 
ice, and lava, just to name a few. But these little beings were different. They were short and gray, with four eyes and no mouths. They had large heads, which was common among aliens, but their skulls were also strangely translucent. It was like their heads were balloons someone had inflated just a bit too much, and you could see into them. Finn could barely make out the brains inside. They looked like glowing purple tennis balls with electric currents coursing through them. Watch your step. Finn nearly tripped on the step leading up to a cobblestone pathway. Again, the words had appeared in Finn's head. He noticed this time that the brains in the aliens' heads glowed brighter when they spoke. He looked back at his friend, Elias Carreras, who was playing with the walkie-talkie built into the sleeve of his spacesuit. The explorers used the walkie-talkies to keep in touch with the space station on their missions. Elias was the troop's chief technologist. I think this thing is on the fritz, he said. I'll take it apart as soon as we're back on the Marlow. Okay, so he must have heard the same voices Finn had. Every time something went wrong, Elias tried to fix it with technology. Finn stood on his toes to catch a glimpse of his oldest friend, Vale Gill, the troop's sergeant-at-arms, whose dark brown eyes seemed to be searching the sky for... Uh, did he say this place is going to blow up? yelled Vale. Why are we still here? And how are they talking without mouths? It's like their words are in my brain. I got word brain! Am I going crazy? Finn never really had to read Vali's expressions to know what he was thinking. The final member of Explorers Troop 301 to follow the little aliens was Foggy, Finn's robot. He looked as pleased as could be. Foggy had been on countless adventures with the troop, and they'd come to rely on his loyalty and his fearlessness. He was also strangely optimistic in the face of things like exploding planets. Stopping a planet from exploding should be impossible, said the robot. His voice, which Finn had once described as sounding like a hairdryer starting up, whistled through the planet's thin air. Let's give it a try. The astronauts followed the aliens through an archway into a garden. They walked down a stone path surrounded by enormous plants. Giant flowers of all colors towered over the kids. It was like walking into a jungle, but with a pleasant path of cobblestone to follow. Finn felt like some of the plants were watching them. Their petals turned toward the kids as they walked by. Typically, the Marlowe's kid explorer troops only visited planets that had already been scouted. The space station's scientists would scan the planet to see if it was dangerous. If they decided it was safe, the kids would go down and check it out. It was their version of school, rocket off to far-flung planets and study them. This time, however, Troop 301 had been headed toward a different planet when something on this planet had lassoed their ship and dragged them down to its green surface. I still don't like that they took control of our pod, said Abigail, who always piloted their ship. Let's hope they don't take control of our brains, too, said Finn. Ha 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 ha. The aliens laughed. We can't control your brains. 
only speak directly to them. 16 minutes until the explosion, by the way. Please hurry. The kids ducked under the low branches of a tree and came out the other side into a large atrium. Three giant gray aliens stood waiting for them. Finn didn't like the look of these aliens. While the ones they'd first met had seemed harmless enough, something about these giants was more menacing. They had four eyes, like the others, but big, gaping mouths, too. And they nervously shuffled their feet as if they were going to charge like rhinos. Let me guess, said Vale. These are the guys who are going to destroy your planet in 16 minutes? 15 minutes now. The tiny aliens' brains all glowed bright purple. And no, these are simply the... Fifteen! One of the massive aliens boomed. It leapt in fright, and all three of the giants started running straight at the explorers. All right, so that is the first chapter of the Alien Adventures of Fincast being the fuzzy apocalypse. From there, the kids go on to try to save the planet before it explodes. Are they able to do that? Find out. There's a lot of stuff that happens. They have to reconcile with the giant aliens. They have to face off with something called a death bunny. A lot's going on. Some of the other chapter titles in the book are a robot, a dream, and a spitball. A bunny with a plan. The end is near-ish and fun ways to explode. So if you want to read this book, you should go to your local bookshop or go to amazon.com or go to fincasting.com slash books, which has links to different ways to buy the book. And if you buy the book, send me an email earth at fincasting.com subject line book and send me your address and I'm going to sign some stickers and send them out their little Explorer Troop 301 badge stickers. So I'm going to send those out to everybody uh, who buys the book and sends me a note. So I hope you liked that first chapter. I hope you liked the book. If you buy the book, send me an email. Let me know what you think. And I'll see you soon for more Fincaspian episodes. Thanks, everybody. You'll notice I'm not in the book. Stay tuned for Bebop's Book Club, where I will review this book. Hey, parents and teachers. Have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.